Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. My name is Eric Wickland, and I'm the Technology and Innovations Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we're talking to Lori Erickson, Director of Remote Health Solutions at Children's Mercy Kansas City, about the hospital's Cardiac High Acute Monitoring Program, or CHAMP. This innovative remote patient monitoring program enables the hospital's care team to connect with new parents at home to monitor their babies after they've left the hospital. And plans are now in the works to expand that service to more families, not just those with babies with heart concerns. Hello, Lori. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with Health Leaders Podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. Let's get right into this now. you are involved with a rather innovative uh, uh, kind of a telehealth project, I guess, called the uh, Ch- the Cardiac High Acute Monitoring Program, or CHAMP. How was CHAMP developed and launched, and, and what kind of technology do you use in this? All right. Well, that's a, lo- that's a lot of questions at once, so let me take them in part. So, CHAMP, um, you're right, is Cardiac High Acuity Monitoring Program, and it was started here at our hospital, which is Children's Mercy Kansas City. Um, In 2014 uh, was when we first launched, but planning a software platform application like that actually began 10 years ago in 2012. So it was was quite a while ago. um, And in 2012, apps and medical apps and remote monitoring wasn't as common. So it's been um, an interesting ride. We were definitely um, an early adopter innovator of remote patient monitoring at that space. I I call it now back in the day, (laughs) but um, the program we started, it focused on pediatric cardiology patients. And I say we because it really took a village. Um, I think part of the reason of why we are able to be sustainable over this decade is that it took um, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners like myself. I'm also my PhD is in um, nursing with a focus on mobile technology and adherence. Um, We had software engineers, we had software architects, and we had administration. And making an innovation like this in an intrapreneurship inside a pediatric hospital needed all of that. So I, I talk through the development, but it's because it took a village of people to push this forward. How do you get administrative buy-in for a, for a topic like this? You know, I think you have to have some visionary people that um, I, I think <clears throat> Dr. Garish Shirali was one of the first that said, hey, we've got this home monitoring program where you as nurses or nurse practitioners, it was myself and another nurse, and we would call the families and The reason we focused on those families is the babies had um, up to like one in four of them were dying suddenly at home and they had very complex heart disease. And that was the norm is that, you know, they would make it from the hospital and then they would die. And he kind of was like, can't it be better? Why can't we do more? And why can't we get the data more? And so I think, you know, I, it was the combination of the right people at administration, the right um, leaders that, and, and the right um, nursing leaders that said, hey, you've got this program, but let's push it to get to where we can do more. And and that's, I think it was um, the squeaky wheel a little bit like we got to do this. And um, this is why. And kids' lives are at stake to not do it. 
Yeah, that's certainly a compelling use case. <laughs> yes, yeah. Administration listens to those kind of things. But, you know, it, did they think we were crazy back then? Probably. And I was one of the ones that was like, what? What are we going to do? Do we need that? And so getting somebody that's a laggard like me, that's like, are you sure? And now look at me. I'm the director of remote health solutions 10 years later because I drank the Kool-Aid of how amazing and important this is and how it's affected so many lives. So maybe maybe they um, asked for me to be a part of the team because they knew that I uh, was like, mm, and then I sold it to everybody else. So how does Champ work? So Champ itself is a software platform. Um, it is uh, built, in case there's more technical people that are listening, it is built on an Azure um, background using Xamarin. Um, we have a mobile application that parents can download from the App Store, and you can go look at it. It's in, um, you won't get very far. You can download it, but without a username and password from us, you won't get too far. But we have it in Apple and um, Google Play in eight languages right now. And so parents can download it on their phone. We also provide iPads and cell service for families that can't pay um, or don't have a reliable smartphone. Parents enter in home monitoring data for their baby. So that's data like um, oxygen saturations, heart rates, um, they can do feedings. Um, and what's really cool and was innovative and we still are kind of ahead of the rest I found is our ability to do video. And so parents do a baseline video, 15 seconds of the baby at home. And um, that way we have a daily video to compare if they think there's a difference. Um, we can we can look at those videos, but it really has helped us because we can see a change um, early. I'll talk more about the use case of video, but just related to the rest of Champ, um, it then transfers to the cloud. And then inside the Azure cloud, um, we have some kind of general red flag algorithms looking for data that's too high or too low. Um, we have an HL7 transfer into EMRs. We also have a web portal that providers um, can use to log in um, with reporting functions. So it's got the whole setup, front end, back end, um, and uh, that has good parent usage with a lot of a uh, education ranges so and and we, we have a lot of um pretty good adherence that was my that's my research about 80 percent of parents use it daily um as rec uh, recommended by the medical team where they sent the data in um, it doesn't work for everybody and neither does every technology but those families we continue to see closer in clinic um, so that's the general of how it works. Um, that's just, it's hard to describe without pictures, but the application is um, on the app store if you want to go look at it. Yeah, okay. Um, how are the, the patients, how are the babies selected for this program? So babies with congenital heart disease that have surgery in the first like weeks to month of life called um, are high risk or critical. And the majority of those babies benefit from monitoring in for kind of a time range. Some monitor for about a month using CHAMP. Um, the majority are about six months of that, their first year of life. And it used to be a really small selection of the really high risk kids, but we are, we've expanded that criteria because there's a lot of kids that um, would benefit from more of a transition home from the hospital monitoring. So our um, heart center does a fantastic job with, um, they call it the CATCH program, 
and cardiac acute transition care to home. And it's just that first month um, to try to reduce readmissions, try to help the connection to get home, and then they sign off once they see. So it's really selected from between the families and the providers of like, okay, who would benefit from a, a little extra um, support in safety net in that transition home? And these are babies that, that are coming out of the NICU and going home? They actually go to quite a few different units, but yes, in ICU, but they usually go to the cardiac ICU. So there is, um, since they have heart surgery, they go there and then they go to our step down um, med surge unit called um, Fort Sutherland, which is like where the cardiac patients go home from. And that's just a children's mercy. CHAMP is actually used in eight other pediatric hospitals right now. So we're so I can't speak to what the units are called or where they go home from, but they as they go home from the hospital, there would be nurse coordinators like myself that would go and train the families how to use it. And then they follow their patients. So we um, we sign with these other groups and they follow the babies. But what's really cool too, well, it's cool to me, um, but I'm a nerd, is that on the back end, we give the parents an option. Like you're gonna use this clinically. If you would be willing, we have a research repository and help us to learn and get better. And we have, an, the, our parents are amazing. Um, they, they have a 95% consent rate to be in that registry, which is just remarkable because if you're familiar with research and, and doing research like that, it's it's hard to get that high of a consent rate, which shows the, you know, the commitment that our patients and families and teams. So we now have, um, I looked this morning, so I was ready today, 940 patients in the registry. And in an adult space, that's not a lot. But in pediatric cardiology, when you have, you know, 100 babies a year with major heart surgery and 40 of these that would qualify, that's amazing. It's a really amazing registry and, and ability for us to be able to do more. So that's part of CHAMP 2 that I forget that it's using clinically, but then really that's where the meat of things can help us continue to be innovative. Yeah. Now, are you uh, gathering the same data from each patient, uh, from each from each case, the same biometric data tracking? Yeah. Yeah, usually, you know, some um, some patients may have oxygen saturation numbers that are lower or that may be on oxygen, so they may enter more of that data at home. And um, we've really started to use this more for babies with feeding tubes, like feeding tubes in their nose or in their belly, because we've realized we can help by um, getting that data of how much they're eating by mouth versus using the tube because that process is kind of tedious and, and normal used to be that they would have to come to clinic once a week and get a get a weight from the nurse. And we've actually been using this to innovate and working at, um, with our feeding team here to say, hey, let's give a scale to them at home and give us a weight weekly. We're saving trips, you know, like I, I'm sure they love to come see us at the hospital, but we if we can save a trip to the hospital, they can use CHAMP to enter that data in. And uh, we've actually had one family that did it all using CHAMP, did a telemedicine visit with the feeding specialist, and they were able to remove the feeding tube at home. And that all used to be here in the hospital. So that's exciting. That's that's some of the things that are coming down that we realized that it was our parents like, but why can't you do this? And we're like, well, let's do it. Yeah, and that segues perfectly into the, the question about the benefits of this program. You've talked a little about re, uh, reduced traffic, uh, traveling to and from the hospital and so on and so forth. 
um, you are seeing uh, healthier or you are seeing babies that are that are getting healthier quicker or you know what's the benefit yeah. of, of living or of being treated at home yeah so you know I, I think as we started this we started at children's mercy in 2014 and we went three years with no deaths at home mm. which before it was upwards of 25 percent that's that was crazy and when the normal then we did have a death at home it shook us and we still work as hard as we can to prevent things like that and so i do a lot of time to continue to make that rate zero because you know one death is too many and across um, we've had up to 12 hospitals we're at nine right now that are actively using it 98 babies right now today that are being monitored at home by um, nine different hospitals. It's kind of crazy. Um, I forget about the reach, but like the the rate across all of those babies is 3% have died. So that's, it, that is amazing. And so I'm so proud of it because when in this general population, you would expect currently um, about 8% of patients to die at home in the first year of life. And so we're still less. And so that I have to say is the biggest thing. The other benefits is we really work hard to be proactive with using the data because it's no there's no benefit if the healthcare team isn't looking at the data the parents send in. And so we do a lot of like, okay, if we see this data and the parents aren't calling us yet because the parents either haven't noticed the change or we find a lot that they don't want to bother us, which is so funny because we're paid to be bothered, like call us. But that proactive nursing and the proactive clinician of like, hey, I think the video looks different. Let's talk through. And the parents very often will be like, oh, yeah, he's been really extra fussy. Um, he's had a lot of weight gain. And I can make an intervention and say, you know, you live four hours. How about let's try a different dose of this medicine? Can I say that that changed and stopped an ER visit? Maybe. Clinic visit for sure. But those kind of changes is the, the things that we are really working hard because it's in the research registry and we have about mm, 5,000 of those events where it's like we saw something and changed. And so I've got some research coming that I'm excited to share. Like, how often would we see that? That proactive nursing is something that was funny to us during COVID because everyone was like, well, how do you know when to bring your patients in? I'm like, we've been living that life for 10 years. We know like, hey, they've got to change. They need to be seen in person. We've reached our limit of what we can do at home. So we were ready for COVID. Like we, it was like built and our parents were like, they weren't shook at all by the change from COVID. They were like, I'm ready. I got all my stuff. I'm here, like just got to get toilet paper. But they, that knowing that connection with the healthcare team, that's why I'm really excited about the next phase of what CHAMP as it's developed into remote health solutions yeah. We really want to go beyond pediatric cardiology, although that'll always be my love. I was trained that way. There's so many other kids with technology at home that this isn't necessarily made for kids that are healthy, that they don't. This is made for the kids that either had a readmission and we want to keep them at home because just like you asked, like, what's the benefits of being at home? There's so many things developmentally, parent support, psychosocial, reducing events. Um, you know, th there's so many things, 
But there's other kids that may have those feeding tubes, the babies with tracheostomies and ventilators and high-risk technology. That's really where we are excited as part of Remote Health Solutions, our new focus. These, and that's my new title, which I'm like, I'm always going to be a champ nurse. Like, that's my love. But there's so many things that we could either add in with CHAMP or do new home monitoring technologies or teach other nurses to shift to that proactive outpatient thinking. That's where I'm really focused on of like, hey, let's not wait till the parent calls. Let's use that data and us call them of like, I see a trend, I see a change. So I could talk for a lot, Eric. I'm sorry, I get so excited about our stuff that we do. No, it's good to it's, it's good to talk to someone who's so passionate about, about this field, about innovation. Yes. Uh, so Champ can and will evolve. Um, other types, or you know, what other uh, what other types of patients do you see this program serving in the future? So we actually are going to shift the name uh, from cardiac high acuity monitoring program to children's high acuity monitoring program because we didn't want to be as exclusive in the heart world because we are working um, over this year. We've been working closely with the infant home vent population at our hospital because we realized that they really could use this. They already have a team on call 24 hours. They already work with the families. Um, we want to do some innovative work with babies with feeding tubes about feeding, weight gain, um, videos of them eating because we have these videos. Um, and then there's there's others. Um, there, like right now, the, the next one we're probably going with is babies that have um, like a cleft because they have a lot of appointments for weight gain and nutrition. And our goal was to reduce mortality. And we did that. We kind of unintentionally, it was great, but we unintentionally also really improved nutrition. And we have a nutritionist on our champ team and we had no kids having weight issues and we're like, oh, it's because we get the data all the time and we can change the feeds. And uh, so I, I, I joke with our nutritionist because she's like, you don't get much press from me, but do you realize how better this is when the kids come in healthy and bigger at their surgeries? And I'm like, oh, yes. So I've been I, I hear and I'm excited to work with her in our multidisciplinary feeding team. There's a great physician and team here at our hospital that is just really like banging down my door. Like, when's it ready? So we're expanding champ and um, we're working on it. I actually just was playing with the new version of the parent version that adds more of those options of things like that. So it's coming, Eric. It, it'll be here soon. A lot of the downstream benefits of, of a program like this. Yeah, and part with innovation is sometimes you don't know what you're going to get yourself into. Sometimes the doors open that you didn't know was a door. And um, mm -hmm. I, I think, too, that like thinking back as I was thinking through what what would I really want to leave with you today is like sometimes just have a year of yes. I did that a few years ago of like, I'm not sure where this is going to lead me, but it's an opportunity. So let's do this. And innovation um is that way it's like sometimes you just have to say yes and it was a good mentor and leader for me that was like you may not see it right now but just have that growth mindset and that entrepreneurial or if you're working in a hospital intrapreneurial mindset and just like say yes to things because if somebody's asking you to do something they see something in you so i did that and i took the year of yes and now I have a director position, which I'm like, I always thank her for that like push because I was like, but I'm safe in my bubble. 
And now CHAMP is like this, this awesome thing and remote health, we can help so many kids and it's just very, it's very cool. We're excited and proud of it. That's good. What were the challenges to integrating this program into your normal routine of care in the hospital, either in the NICU, which is a very stressful place to begin with, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, how do you get people on board? How do you get it worked in so that the, everybody's workflows are, 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 are synced and, and, and you're able to do what you do? Absolutely. So let's see. I think some of the challenges is anything new that's technology, you need to have a very good um, communication of plan and rollout. And um, because if you are hearing something about something new, but you haven't heard about it yet, you may have your wall up against like, what is it going to do? Is it going to take my job? Is it going to change my workflow? Is it going to be added extra work? And we worked really hard to make that process seamless and um, although I'm sure there were bumps but it was, it's been you know a many iterative times of where now we've been able to work with the other 10 11 hospitals that we have trained of here's our clinical use of champ here's how we communicate with the staff on the floor here's how we do the parent teaching we give them handouts we give them workbooks we give them um, training videos and so it's a whole system of how we do that. But I think Eric, just like with anything new, it was like fear of the unknown and change. So I did a lot of meetings with nursing leadership and physician leadership and administration. And like, here's what we, here's what we'll do. Here's what we need from your team. And those clear steps really has helped things go really well. We have a great adoption from CHAMP and any big changes that we have, we just communicate. Do you have a dedicated team that's that's focused on CHAMP or are you pulling nurses in from different departments? You know, so it, right now um, I would say CHAMP is dedicated under remote health. So I'm the director of remote health solutions and then we have a program manager, Amy Ricketts, and she's been the same nurse with me for 10 years now. And so it's us and then we have a dedicated um, software architect and software engineer. And we're really excited there's a new role i think it shows the sign of the times um, that's a director of digital enablement and he's just been wonderful and started these last couple months of saying okay but what this and what about this and that pushing us to 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 continue to be better and working with is and and that's all within internal which is i think why this has worked well yeah. is a lot of our support has continued to be internal because if you have to do everything external and we have plenty of things that we're like okay here's a set work let's get a, an outsource of this but we really have maintained champ as a team um so it's us and and we get feedback from the clinical team um but they really work with the parents they don't i don't work with the parents as much anymore i miss it some days <laughs> and and how is it you know is it difficult or, or you know what are the challenges in getting parents involved in, or on board with this and and trained or educated so that they can manage this at home? You know, I think it's shifted over the years. The expectations now going home is parents expect that they have an app. So in 2015 and 16, they kind of thought we were crazy. They're like, <laughs> yeah. And, and think about the culture. Like, do you use a phone every day? Do you use a smartphone? Do you have access to Wi-Fi? And so now it's normal part of their care. And a lot of them would have already heard about CHAMP and they know that the expectation they use patient portal and they communicate. 
Um, but we don't just say, here you go. Like the, the frontline champ clinical nurses do an amazing job and they, they actually spend about four hours just them one-on-one -on -one with those families before they go home and they have a checklist of things that help the family be successful. So after that training and like setting with them, and we go down to the details of like, some of the special meds we use require a fridge. Like, do you have that? And, and we have found like socially, some families don't have that. And we provide that early intervention to help, to help their success at home. And social work has been a major part of our success is because it does take a lot to make sure that they can do all these things, kind of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. If they don't have food, shelter, and safety, this technology doesn't make sense to them. And so that buy-in from families is key from that teaching on the transition home. Nice. Yeah, it's, we, we talk about the social determinants of health and, and so many different factors that you don't think of when you're talking clinical care that do play a part in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we've 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 talked about how the program has evolved, and, and you know it's it it sounds like this is something that a, that a health system could really build out to 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 affect to improve care for so many different types of of patients, uh, and and it it points to the value of remote patient monitoring, which we're seeing now because of mainly because of COVID, everybody's jumping on the on the train and trying it out. Yeah, I think. Um... I'm excited about it. I was looking this week to see if the American Nurse Association has a description of an ambulatory nurse or a nurse coordinator that works outpatient that works with remote monitoring. And it, it they don't have a great fit for it yet. And it's just, we can do a lot as nurses, like at the bedside, we're trained to watch for changes to alert the team. It's the same thing. And it's adult space can, is, is very much, um, ahead of pediatrics and using remote monitoring, um, you know, do you have an Apple Watch on? Well, do you send your Apple Watch data to your provider? I don't, no. but it's part of the CARES Act, uh, Cures Act of 21. They're encouraging that because a lot of us have remote monitoring that we aren't leveraging as adults, as patients. And so I think the healthcare team and the nursing team, and whether it's by CHAMP or just the model of being proactive with remote monitoring. It's where I'm totally jazzed about getting the rest of the, the, the people in. Maybe we'll have a whole thing about remote patient monitoring alone. I think CHAMP was just the start of it, is taking that like reactive data and parents calling us to a proactive model of using the data. Like that's the biggest takeaway of like, that's what we did. We took something and said, instead of waiting for parents who aren't trained as physicians, providers, clinicians, nutritionists, they're trained as parents. How can we, who are trained as nurses, providers, researchers, nutritionists, be more proactive and work with them to be help the best outcome for the kid? Right, okay, got one last question for you. Um, what about this program has surprised you the most? Hmm. I think um, what is about it surprised me the most. You know, I think that the the parents um, feeling like such a part of the team surprised me the most. Of they are most adherent and love Champ the most at all sites when we communicate back with them, and it's they know the importance and they know the expectations of us, and we know the expectations of them, 
And so we were surprised because we thought it would be a bother to families when they were done with this. We then reached an endpoint and we decided that you don't need this anymore. Your baby's doing well. Parents didn't want to stop. And we thought it was going to be such a bother for them. Like, oh, they need everything automatic. And they liked that augmented care. And so we really now work hard to make sure that the CHAMP transition is actually a graduation. We have little caps and diplomas and um, a Dr. Seuss book and, and really support like it's okay. So it surprised me the parents didn't want to stop. Like I thought it was going to be a burden on them. But they were like, no, I kind of want to do this more. So I'm glad that the technology has caught up with that. And patient portals have that continued communication. But you don't need the day-to-day high-risk monitoring if your baby's in a better state. Yeah, I'm sure it's a benefit and a stressful time for parents. Yes, yeah. Dr. Erickson, thank you very much. Uh, this has been a fascinating discussion, a really good program that uh, I am in. I'm very much interested in seeing how this how this builds up and out, too. Yes, I, I appreciate you having us and um, so we can talk more about what we do. I think it's our normal and we forget to go and tell people how innovative and, and life-changing it was, not just for mortality, but like for the team and for nurses and, and this. So it's it's a very good forum. So best of luck with everything with health leaders. Maybe you can have me back next year and we can see where we are. Certainly. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insight.